This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. KNC Masterpiece back here on 105.3 The Fan. You got me, Kevin Hagland. Corey Majors, the returning Mike Bassick, and the never left until tomorrow, Alec Medford. We're going to have somebody different the next couple of days after this. But you can listen to Alec on the get right. 7 to 11 right here on the fan is Mike. Welcome back. Are you ready to think about other things for a few hours? I'm going to try my best. Okay. But I am dressed up because it's not over. We're still going. I have to go back this afternoon. Okay. Well, I understand that. And I'm sorry. And for anybody who is... Looking for updates, still going is what I'll just say. Still going. All right. I think this segment is going to take on a different life than I originally anticipated is because we're talking about the most iconic statement in Rangers history. It's interesting. I guess I interpret that a little bit different than Sean and RJ were talking about because they brought up you know, hello, win column. It's baseball time in Texas. And I definitely get that. Things that you hear again and again and again. And I appreciate that. I was thinking about a one-off. And to me, I might still be a prisoner of the moment. But because of the circumstances, cut number eight is my most iconic statement in Rangers history. I just got one thing to say. You know, everybody was wondering what would happen if the Rangers didn't win the World Series. I guess we'll never know. Now, sorry, I crapped all over that and crosstalk, Kevin. That's you don't have to agree. Is, I disagree. Okay, well, now I'm in a tough spot. <laughs> is I think I love that also because I got to see Jared Sandler right in front of me jump out of his chair and fist pump and like I thought yeah! he was gonna run up on the stage. <laughs> I thought the way Jared took that, I was like, oh no, I don't know if he can do this or not. The players do know him well. He's part of the organization. <laughs> he traveled a lot with the team on the plane, but I don't know if Jared's supposed to run up on stage and like high give five and kiss Corey Seeger a hug or you know, or maybe I don't know. Jared's kind of little. Like, wouldn't it have been awesome oh, if Seeger jumps up? Yeah, and then Seeger maybe takes him on a pony ride or something, you know, around the stage. That would have been fun, right? Yes. Agreed. Super yes. memorable. Yeah. And everybody's it's like, fair. who's that little guy up there that Corey Seeger's prancing around right now? Mm-hmm. Yes, I would have. Yeah, this has already took, taken a harder turn than I anticipated. This is already my favorite moment, and it never happened. <laughs> so this is my favorite thing. The vision is amazing. So... Uh, I and uh, Kevin, the reason I get it, I totally get it. And somebody texted, and this is probably where I land on this. Not very original, but I loved it. It's a, it's an amazing statement, and I, I believe it was Kanye that did this first. Uh, he did it at like the Grammys, and he was like, a lot of people were wondering if I didn't win it, and I guess we'll yeah. never know. And so then Alex Bregman does it, and after they win the division. And then Corey Seager does it in response to Alex Bregman. Now, I think that's going to just continue the feud, especially 
Mike, you feel like Corey Seager probably hates the Astros just as much as anybody because of what happened in the past? Yeah, you know what's great is he's only had two years of this. Now, yeah. the thing was is if you go back. Yeah, the Dodgers situation. That is the true. World Shoot, Series. I forgot about that. Yeah. I'm glad I didn't cuss there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I almost got close to changing a few letters there. Is I forgot how much that kind of hurt them is 2017 the year that the Astros confirmed cheated Mm -hmm. during during the season and possibly during the playoffs is that was Corey Seager uh, playing shortstop for the Dodgers so yeah so he has more to it than just that but I was thinking gosh his Rangers slash Astros situation they get dominated in 2022 by the Astros last year they do better in the regular season and you know overcome them but I guess it's really weird some teams come along, and it's just really easy to hate them. Yeah. I didn't hate the – obviously, I had my, one of my good buddies, A.J. Hinch, as their manager. So there was a major conflict of interest in hating the Astros as I love him. Sure. So – but it's easy to dislike them when your buddy's not the manager of the team. Yes, yes, it is. And so, Kevin, like, that's where I kind of – that's where I stand on it. Okay. I probably liked the Bochy – statement a little bit more when he was like uh talking about the back to hey let's do this again was it his granddaughter yes, that said we yeah. should do this again and he was like and i'm with her we should do this again and i lo- i just love that but the crowd pop oh my god when Corey seager said what he said because everybody in that in the all seven hundred thousand people there knew exactly what he was referencing and the story behind it now i love even more all right is Andrew Heaney said, I think we all know Corey doesn't really like to speak publicly. He was asking at the parade, do you think I'm going to have to speak? And (laughs) Heaney and the rest of his teammates, we were like, yeah, you're the World Series MVP. You're going to have to speak. You got to say something, bro. Which is a very fair point. Like, I get it. Corey, Corey Seager, he likes talking about his teammates and everything else more than boasting yes, about he himself. Does. And yes, he does. I, I, I respect that and appreciate that very much. But I like his, do you think I'm going to have to speak? And so Andrew Heaney. He didn't know. Yeah. And, and, he's, and Heaney is like, all of the teammates are like, yeah, you I, do. I think there's part of him that knew but was hoping that the guy's Somebody like, else. if you don't want to, you don't yeah. have to. But that did not happen. Yeah. And I do like this is that Heaney said, I was kind of joking we thought it would be like kind of hung humble, like "Yay, we're the World Series champions!" And then they suggested that line if he wanted to get on the stage and off the stage really quickly. Oh yeah, absolutely. And he said, "I don't even know that I really wanted him to do it, but the minute he said that, it was an OS moment, and you could see it in his face, and that's why he got off the stage so fast." So I love it that like he might have had more prepared to say. But when he saw how crazy everybody went, he's like, okay, I'm good. Yeah, that's good enough for me right I there. I know I'm changing the subject a little bit, but I'm keeping it on the Astros and the Rangers and that Corey Seager statement. Do you as a fan, you can text in on this, do you right now have a big, bigger rivalry and hate the Astros more than the Philadelphia Eagles? So if you're a Cowboys fan – and you're looking at this because, I mean, you've already fired me up for that early April series. Yes. And, and I don't know if Corey Seager's in that series, are they going to peg him for what he said? Because they do look. You know they're going after if, Dolly. If I'm on the other side, if I'm a Houston Astro, 
And Chaz McCormick, who's still on my team, wore a 101-mile-an-hour fastball. And the thing – you remember the picture that he showed yeah. two weeks it later on social media? It's, it's gross, right? So there, there are repercussions for that. Now, Adolis – sorry, Araldis Chapman would say, I'm just – I'm evening up the score for what you did to Garcia. But – I think when one of these games gets out of hand, and there's no way in 12 games that they're all going to be Agreed. close close games, yeah, three to two sure. in the sixth or seventh inning, for there's sure. going to be opportunities where the game seems to be at hand where you can get a guy. I'm wondering, is it Corey Seager they want to get? Is it Adolis again? Is it both of them? And then how does how do the Texas Rangers react to that? See, I think it might be spread out a little bit because I think Adolis is going to get drilled straight away. You're going to get the one. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Mornings. And then they do usually send out before that series if they have a feeling the commissioner will send out major warnings that, look, we're not going to send out a warning. If yeah. I'm just saying Verlander does it in the first inning to... Garcia, if they've sent out warnings to both teams through a memo that's in everybody's uh, locker, you think they'll toss them right? I think yeah, thing? they would toss them right away. So that's that's the only thing you have to worry about in that. Now a reliever might go, I don't care. I'm probably going to have two days off anyways, and I'll appeal it and just get it down to a day. But we're going to get ours. Is okay. So there's a few things here. The the majority of answers are saying that they hate them both, and I get that for sure. I would say the Astros more right now because, let's say Cowboys beat the Eagles and win the division. Awesome. I I don't necessarily know where that will lead, but the last matchup I saw between the Rangers and the Astros was to go to the World Series. They ended up tying for the division title, and I realized why it went to the Astros. But, yeah, the same divisional record. You match back up in the ALCS to go to the World Series where the team that won that won the World Series. And so I think it's the Astros because I view the Astros as a direct stop on the way to repeat town. Mm-hmm. Whereas with the Eagles... Repeat town. Yeah, who the hell knows? Yeah, for baseball town. Re- repeat town for think, baseball town. I think you got it. So are we baseball town? Is there a thing called baseball town USA? Because isn't hockey town USA it's Detroit? Grand Prairie, right? There's a, there's a place something called something so like that out that, there. That, it kinda, that is kind of a, uh, a, a future C-block segment I wanted to ask you guys about. Okay. If you if you were introducing somebody to baseball, would the Rangers right now be the team that you say you need to you need to watch this team for the next however many years? Is it would or if you this, had to pick one team, yeah. probably the easiest is the Dodgers because they have Shohei and but, yeah. they'll continue to. But spin. then the Braves have a lot of good young players in their prime. But the Rangers would be like you couldn't they get past the five teams without mentioning the Rangers. But I would say. Nobody's ever watched baseball before. I'd say, man, if you're following the Dodgers this year sure. or in the next five years, Yamamoto, a lot of yeah. there's going to be a lot of articles about it. There's going to be like you're going to get the national spotlight plus the local spotlight. 
So that might be the team I choose first. But the Rangers would be that team. Hey, if you want to choose a team that there's not a lot of fans of, there's not a big bandwagon around the the United States, those are always fun to – Part of the reason I love following Jacksonville, one, Trevor Lawrence, two, is nobody likes the Jacksonville <laughs> Jaguars. in Duval County. They have, they have to go overseas to get a sellout, well, you know? And, and so the other thing, too, point. is right now, like, you're you're on the cusp of Section 133 could be something amazing. Like, this year could be something completely new rather than just let's go Rangers, clap, 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 clap. There could be chants. There could be songs. There could be all sorts of stuff that could be added to that mix that could be tradition for many years down the road because there hasn't been that kind of tradition before and chris young planted the seed by saying let's go win a damn world series we can say a tradition like none other hell yeah oh nobody man. will ever Jim know Nance anything about is gonna that. help sue us in the, immediately for that does he have that trademark no i mean i'm sure it's probably I'm the, sure masters it's the masters do like you couldn't club. you couldn't make a I mean, you probably could. They wouldn't care. Like, if you made a thousand green T-shirts that said that, I, I'm sure that eventually they would Ooh, shut it down. Yeah, but. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. If it was a man that made it, they'd probably be fine with it. Is do you guys want to talk about Greg Maddox next or pivot to Wingstop? You have the opportunity right here to decide. I need you to tell me something real quick. Okay. Is the Greg Maddox story? Does it involve Andre Dawson? No. Okay. I'm assuming he's at spring training because he's uh-huh. usually with his brother around this time. It's kind of about that. So do you choose Greg Maddox or Wingstop? <sighs> Greg Maddox. Okay. And then I got a story from the Twitch that needs to be read. Oh, okay. So this was really interesting to me is one of the things that Bochi and a lot of the players have talked about was not the pitching acumen of Greg Maddox is what they talked about a lot was his fielding ability. Oh, yeah. He won 18 gold gloves. And I was looking at the numbers is the Rangers pitchers had 22 more put outs and assists this past season than they did in 2022. Thanks to Jordan Montgomery. I mean, for sure. That's that part diving of play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was amazing. Evaldi was pretty good at it, too. Absolutely. And so they, some of them were giving credit to Maddox, and the interesting thing is, even though you had a huge lift in terms of putouts and assists, their errors dropped from 13 to 5. That was the second lowest in all of Major League Baseball for pitchers. Interesting. And so I, I know we get caught up with, hey, how's your defense look up the middle and on the corners and everything like that, but I don't feel like we always talk a whole lot about pitching defense, but you can see... The Rangers were top-notch at this last season. Mike, just one of the things I noticed last year, it it does feel like the natural reaction of hotline drives is just to put a hand up, put a glove up, do something. Kevin Brown broke his hand however many times in his career. And then there's other times you're like, let that go to the shortstop. Let that one go. But it seemed like dribblers or whatever, anything that was bunted, the pitchers, Andrew Heaney, those dudes wanted to attack. They didn't like go, oh, I don't know what to do. It seemed like they all wanted to They wanted to go get the ball and make the play. That's usually where errors will happen with a pitcher is having to make a play after a, a bunt or a, a swinging bunt, which, you know, a guy swings full. It just doesn't get hit very hard, and you have to make a play and then throw the ball to a base. That's usually where you're going to make a mistake. I'll say this. I was with the Rangers in spring training in 2004, so just one year, and I was in big league spring training. And I remember after practice was over, and I'd see this multiple times. Kenny Rogers would go to a field. This time he was working with Mark Teixeira. He was the first baseman on the Rangers. And he would have his own 20-minute or 30-minute fielding session 
covering ball. first base, working on bunt coverages, usually just throwing the ball to first base. Obviously, at times you have to throw the ball to second or third. I joined him one time. I said, hey, Kenny, is it okay if I join you? And he said, sure, no problem. Because uh, you do have to take breaks. You can't cover first base sure. by yourself a whole bunch of times in a row. You, you usually mix it up. Kenny Rogers is a five-time gold glove winner in his career. So if you're wondering, like, how did Kenny Rogers do this? I knew that he was a good fielder. I'm giving you now the stats that he was a five-time gold glove winner. He would not every day, but he would usually about twice a week during spring training. You do PFPs as a group. He would then spend an extra 20 minutes of his own time trying to get somebody to hit him the ball and then somebody to be a first baseman so he could work on his covering first, his fielding, his position. And so I don't know this, but maybe Mike Maddox slash Greg Maddox made sure during the season, hey, we got to keep working on our PFPs, pitcher fielding practice, so that we're sharp it sounds on this. Like, yeah, absolutely. It sounds like it. And you'd asked about him being in camp. Evan Grant had a story yesterday that said Greg Maddox was on a tr- or had been on a trip but he had been invited to spring training by his brother, and Bruce Bochy was going to also invite him. So it sounds like he's not there yet, okay. but they're hoping he will he be was, out there soon. He was there for, I'm going to guess, three weeks or yeah. maybe even four weeks last year. Absolutely.